Blog Talk Radio. President recognizes Mr. Adams of Massachusetts. Objects of the most stupendous magnitude. Measures which will affect the lives of millions, born and unborn, are now before us. We must expect a great expense of blood to obtain them. But we must always remember that a free constitution of civil government cannot be purchased at too dear a rate as there is nothing on this side of Jerusalem of greater importance to mankind. My worthy colleague from Pennsylvania has spoken with great ingenuity and eloquence. He has given you a grim prognostication our national future, but where he foresees apocalypse, I see hope. I see a new nation ready to take its place in the world. Not an empire, but a republic. And a republic of laws, not men. Gentlemen, we are in the very midst of revolution, the most complete, unexpected, and remarkable of any in the history of the world. How few of the human race have ever had an opportunity of choosing a system of government for themselves and their children? I am not without apprehensions, gentlemen. But the end we have in sight is more than worth all the means. I believe, sirs, that the hour has come. My judgment approves this measure, and my whole heart is in it. All that I have, all that I am, and all that I hope in this life, I am now ready to stake upon it. While I live, let me have a country. A free country. In the councils of government, we must guard against acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. It is a big idea. A new world order. It was almost as if it were a planned implosion. It just pancakes. Either you are with us, or you are with the terrorists. 
AK-47s belong in the hands of soldiers, not in the hands of criminals. All right, everybody, Joseph Gibson Podcasting here, understanding the times in which we live today from Greensboro, North Carolina. Hope everybody's doing all right here tonight. I've got uh, quite a few people that I've invited onto the platform here tonight. Um, and uh, we're going to try to make do with the best we can um, with call, maybe some callers and uh, questions. And I know my my original guests, my first two guests that I asked to come on, they're going to be first, and they're going. I'm going to introduce them. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, then I'm going to ask them some direct questions and try to lay out a foundation to the platform. But we're, you know, we're here to restore our republic. That's what my show has always been about. And we do these shows, and we do some of these shows where we gather quite a crowd of important people, or I could say people with uh, strong ties to the community, or political leaders, many veterans. I want to thank a couple of my veterans that are uh, joining me here on the call line here tonight. Uh, thank you very much. Um, actually, I have one that's in Fort Hood, Texas right now. He's listening. Um, I'm not going to say his name. I don't want to get him in trouble. But uh, uh, he's a Navy SEAL, and um, he, he may uh, be able to uh, press one later on and talk. Uh, maybe give us some intel, some information. And we have done that throughout the many years, if you remember correctly, I, when I had uh, David Kelliger on from the uh, cabinet there in Cal- um, excuse me, California, in Canada, uh, when we expo- were attacking the Falun Gong and the organ harvesting uh, tra- uh, that was going uh, on with China. We you know, uh, trying to expose that, and we had Mitch Gerber on, and we from Infowars on here, and uh, the men- and remember when I had uh, Sean Rowe when we were putting together a team. Uh, to combat ISIS, if you remember, back with, uh, wow, so many years now, 2015, I remember that, 2014, uh, Sean Rowe, I remember, you know, we got a bunch of veterans together, we were going to go over and, uh, you know, take on ISIS, and the Obama administration shut us down, they were going to arrest everybody, arrest me, arrest everybody, you know, that we're going to, uh, because we wanted to stand up against uh, something that our government should, you know, was not, what that created uh, and was, you know, basically aiding and abetted, and were, they were over there chopping Christians' heads off. And this is the problem that we're running into with the, the Christian faith that we we have here in America today. We have critical race theory being taught in our schools. Um, we have the media, which is so far-fetched from the truth and the foundations of what our country really believes and established with the media. JFK made many speeches about the media. Uh, Trump, I remember, attacked the media, no matter what your feelings are on Trump. Um, And we had January 6th. You know, just throughout the years, the many shows that I've done, and I also have someone from the Air Force Academy on the line here tonight uh, that that wants to speak. And this COVID nonsense – that that uh, we're going to talk about that tonight. And if you remember when I did the Long Beach, California um, show where we exposed the fraud of COVID, the lie, one big fat lie. But now it's okay, everybody. We can take the masks off. Uh, Fauci says it's okay. Now we can take them off. We're safe now, right? The government just, I guess the flu has gone away and we're okay and uh, we're all shot up now with the poison and, and uh, we just got to wait for the next round, right? So the government, those that sacrifice liberty for a little bit of security deserve neither, none of it. 
okay? And the const- this Constitution that we hold so dear to our hearts, but yet we don't obey it. And we all know that I'm running for public office here in North Carolina, and that is my platform. Restore the republic and restore the original Constitution, and I will nullify. I will, as a state legislator, I do have those powers to nullify unconstitutional laws. And judges, the, the judges that are on the benches, the benches that are not obeying the Constitution, you know, all these administrative courts, these de facto courts that are unconstitutional. We have got to take charge. The time is now. And the time is not tomorrow. We have got to start acting and start moving forward and representing our republic the way God, I think, would want us to. You know, we were given this republic. Can we keep it? We've lost it, really, technically. Uh, but it's still there lawfully, and we're going to go into that tonight, too. I've got some people on here that can explain it in very simple terms and detail of how we can lawfully reassemble and re-inhabit our republic. It can be done. It's there. It's, it's still there. Or do you want to wait until there's tanks on the corners? Or do you want to wait until there's another false flag and they take away more of our liberty? Or they shut down more of our small businesses? Or wait until they, the Federal Reserve totally eats up our entire economy and uh, we, our Federal Reserve notes are worth absolutely nothing? I think, what is, it, what is the dollar worth now today? Does anybody know the 10-year? What about the 10-year uh, yield there? I mean, are we at the negative mark yet? I mean, we, we see what's going on, but we, we don't do anything. We're not doing we're, – we're putting our trust in these political misleaders that we have, misleaders. We all know they're misleaders because they go in – they promise this, promise, promise, promise. They're going to do this, do that, do this, and then they get into office, and you can't even call them. We've demonstrated that on this podcast. Remember calling uh, 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 Kamala Harris? Remember calling her office? We did that. Remember calling Amazon, exposing Amazon, all these things we've done. And have we made a dent? Have we done something positive to wake the people up? Have we put the seed out there and we planted the seed? Has it grown? I believe it has because now I'm going to be talking to some women here in North Carolina that are out there that are, are taking charge, and they're holding our political uh, politicians accountable. And, and they get in there. They, I'm going to let them really go into a little bit of detail on what they do, what their organization is about, how they're how they're out there combating the false narrative that is crammed down our throat every single day, taught to our children first, and then we get the backlash of it because we do nothing about it, and we're just going along to get along. None of us say what we mean and mean what we say anymore. We're just following the, the narrative that's spewed to us through our flat screen TVs and our dumb phones every single day. And we really believe that this is what freedom is all about. We should be ashamed of ourselves when the 4th of July comes around and we're celebrating Independence Day because we are far from independent. We're being usurped into a new world order, a global reset, into a, a worldwide global economic crash and a one world government. And that is happening right before our very eyes, and yet we're not angry about it. We're not marching in the streets. We're not doing anything about it. But there are some of us that are doing something about it, but we need more of you out there. We need more people networking together. We have the technology. We have the tools right at our fingertips to come together as one and attack this evil, filthy, rotten empire and chop the head of the snake off and reestablish, re-inhabit our republic. And, and restore our original constitution for what it was intended for. And we are a free people. We still can claim our freedom and live as free people here in America. We have the most beautiful country on the planet. America is beautiful. I mean, we, we have a great group of people here in this country. Still, 
You know, people say, well, there's bad people out there. Things aren't going well. No, that's not true. There's a lot of great people out there. It's just that their voices are silenced. You don't hear them. They're suppressed. Okay, but not on this podcast show. We're going to bring the good people forward, the people that are out there fighting, the people that are there every single day doing something, trying to wake people up like I am. And that's what and that's what this podcast is about, understanding the times in which we live today. So I'm going to connect my guest here and uh, I'm going to just allow her to introduce herself. And uh, uh, actually, Tara and Mindy here. I'm going to connect you right now. You're unmuted. And I'm going to give you the floor, and then we'll go from there. How's that? Okay, 919, area code 919, you are unmuted. Go ahead. Hey there. This is Mindy. And this is Tara. And we are two citizen moms. moms. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I like that. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that intro. (laughs) Yeah, so... We we had a little we have a little small podcast of two citizen moms, but uh, prior to that, we have been medical freedom advocates here in the state of North Carolina for um, many years. But in the last two years, it's definitely given us the silver lining to be able to go out and, and really share more to others that were open after they have seen what the lie has been with the you know, the masking, the shutdowns, the, the bridge, you know, to these, um, the most lethal injection in human history that we are witnessing right now. So this medical freedom lane that we are both in has progressed into the platform in which we are volunteers for, for an organization called North Carolina Grassroots Government, which is uh, North Carolina Grassroots Gov.com, where we are uh, basically putting out a platform to run Christian constitutionalist patriots to come from the bottom up, from your local level, all the way up to replace these rhinos and these quote-unquote conservatives that when we, in the end of the day, see if you erase the R and the D, you can't tell any of them apart. They, it is a uniparty right now. So that is the platform that we have found ourselves in today. Tara? <laughs> yeah, and just, just to bounce off of that, Inside Medical Freedom, we we had kind of a, a front row seat into what was happening in North Carolina, and you know why why were the constitutional and civil liberties of the the citizens of North Carolina allowed to be stripped during you know this, this period in history that we're calling COVID? And so you know, as medical freedom advocates, we started really diving into the pieces of legislation in North Carolina that were being passed and were being repealed. And so it became very um, obvious to us that it was actually the Republicans in the state that were paving the way for Governor Cooper to, um, to really rule as tyrants. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the Republicans in North Carolina that suspended the state's 50-plus-year-old anti-mask law, um, it was 232. And, and that allowed Cooper's mask order to be, quote-unquote, legal. It was the Republicans, by unanimous vote, that passed House Bill 1043, which implemented permanent testing, tracking, and tracing. You know, that, that's a communist public health policy. It was Republicans in the House under Tim Moore that shot down a bill that we worked on, House Bill 558, which would have restrained uh, North Carolina public and private sector from implementing these vaccine mandates and, and firing people under vaccinate uh, policies. And You're losing. Yep. 
I, I, I still, I, I heard uh, Mindy there. Like the terror, we started losing terror there. Am I back? Yes. Yep, you're back. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so, so what I was saying was House Bill 558. We we proposed a piece of legislation. Larry Richmond sponsored it in the House, and it was going to prevent all citizens in North Carolina from losing their jobs, right, and their their ability to go to school and et cetera under these vaccinate or, or terminate policies. And the Republicans killed that bill in committee and said that they, they did not want to restrain businesses or private sector from being able to implement these policies. And so what we did was we really started seeing very clearly that, um, that our problem in North Carolina was not uh, necessarily just Cooper or the Democrats. We've got a rhino problem in North yes, Carolina. So, so the problem, so the problem, we have a two-party system. I've always said that it's like the it's like the Genovese and the Gambinos. Okay, they're all sitting at the table collecting the money, but when they're when they have you know they're shooting each other, you know the gang wars, they're going back and forth, and that's what they portray to the public. But really, they're all involved in the same type of criminal activity, and that's what the Republicans and Democrats. That's how I betray them. You know, am I correct? No doubt, no doubt. That's, ab- that's absolutely true. And if you look at the pieces of legislation that have been passed, and, and you look at, I mean, let's talk about how Governor Cooper shut down the churches, right? Violating the First Amendment, violating Section 13, Article 1 of the North Carolina Constitution. Who was it that actually pushed back on that? It was the pastors of, of various churches that united and filed a lawsuit. Under our state constitution, that should have been done in the North Carolina House. They swore an oath to uphold the Constitution and, and to protect their constitutional rights. And when push came to shove, they said, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to uphold the Constitution. We're going to give Cooper a free pass to shut down the churches. And had it not been for a group of private citizens that got together and sued Cooper, we, God knows, you know, our churches might still be closed to this day. And so, so to your point, you know, what we started seeing was, wow, this is just one big party. It's a uniparty. That, you know, they, they, they wear different color shirts. Some of them have on blue shirts, some have on red, but it's the same party. And so ultimately, North Carolina grassroots government was an initiative where we said, you know what, let's get back to two things, the Constitution and the Bible. If your default position is not the word of God, you cannot rule constitutionally. And the Constitution is framed and founded by men who believed in the God of the Bible. And so um, if, if your listeners are willing to go to ncgrassrootsgov.com, they can check out our initiative, our platform. We've got 10 principles, 10 promises. And, and like Mindy said, we are running candidates from local office, sheriff, federal, congressional, state. Um, you are one of our uh, North Carolina General Assembly candidates. And so, you know, our heart is to get behind candidates that will uphold the Constitution and who will default to the word of God, not whatever lobbyist or political party is, um, you know, paying for their votes. I mean, and the how did you, how do you, how do you seek out, how do you seek out those candidates? So for instance, like, how did you find me or cause, cause, uh, you know, and, and, and I know we, we know the vetting process. That's common sense. You know, you, you found me and then you grilled me on the phone, put me to like, I was uh, in like an interrogation room. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some candidates tell us that the phone call that, you know, they had with us was like the worst day of their life or, 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 you know, <laughs> Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so what we did was we actually, um, because we had worked inside Medical Freedom and we had, we had Mindy and I actually um, kind of, uh, we didn't meet directly on the streets um, of Reopen, but it was sort of indirect. So we had gotten to know a lot of grassroots organizers and grassroots organizations inside Medical Freedom and Constitutional Freedom groups. And so what we did was we just started making phone calls to all of the leaders that we knew and uh, held a meeting and, and put the initiative together. And then we asked all of those grassroots leaders to put the word out when we launched our online website with a survey. And so I'm guessing that you found us because somebody asked you to take our survey? Yeah, that's, yeah. somebody sent me an email and said, hey, take this survey, and that's what I did. And uh, and my name is well known in North Carolina. I mean, I'm, I've been, re, you know, with the re- Restore America plan, you know, uh, restore, and that's my platform, really. That's on my campaign site, you know, Restore Our Republic, Restore Lawful de Jour yep. Form of Government. Yep. Well, this plat- well, this platform, the NCGG platform, has become well known in a short amount of time. A couple of Epic Times articles did help launch the initiative across the state of North Carolina, but Tara and I have been speaking from the seas to the mountains and every, everywhere in between about the medical freedom, about our constitutional rights being stripped and standing on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is first and foremost, where we start is, is with the gospel and then the sanctity of life. And the one thing that we are dealing with and we know is the most pro-life issue than we have ever been faced right now on, on the soil of America is the most deadly genocidal injection in human history. And we know this based on just the low reporting of 1.2 million injured and 27,000 deaths, which is a very low underreported number by VAERS. And that is dwindling down as they like to keep deceiving because we know the FDA and the CDC and all of the government, they're all insidious and they're all corrupt. On top of that, you have an entire... Uh, nation that is being deceived by by the propaganda by the mainstream media so the word of mouth is is how we have all been networking and 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 bringing all of these uh organizations together now there's one organization that i have here uh, i mean well actually one lawful government that i have here on the phone line here i'm going to bring on jim carpenter he's from the state of colorado Free State of Colorado. He's the he's the governor of the Free State of Colorado, okay. And he's going to try to break that down as quickly as possible as he can and outline the Republic of Republic of the United States of America. And he's going to outline, you know, try to try to. I'm going to connect him right now with you guys. And then I have a few others here on the phone line here. And but before I do connect that, I do have some pastors on the phone also. And uh, one thing that we talked about also today: 501c3 churches. Why are they so detrimental to to the country and the past, what can the pastors do to break away from that? Because look, if they're not 501c3, the, the government comes and shuts them down. That kind of conflicts with Romans 13, they tell me. So what, what, what's your opinion or what's the, your position on the uh, 501c3 churches? Can I take that one? Yeah, take it, Tara. Yes. Yeah, so I don't believe that um, the church should in any way, shape, or form be taking any kind of tax breaks or tax benefits from the government. One of the reasons that the churches acquiesced and agreed to close was, was for that very reason, that, they, that the minute you become a 501, you're in bed with the government. Mindy and I um, were both attending churches at the beginning of COVID. In fact, I was in church leadership. We're both homeschool moms. I don't, I don't know if we've even we didn't. talked about that yet. 
for homeschool moms, I, I've been a worship leader in churches. I've been a, a women's Bible teacher. And at the beginning of COVID, to our dismay, both of our churches closed. And, you know, I called every pastor that I knew and flat out said, I, I need somebody to explain to me where throughout the thread of Scripture we are told that it's okay to set a church down because there's a virus. Because you do know that, you know, America was birthed during a smallpox pandemic that had an infection fatality rate of 30%. I don't recall even in studying church history when, when there were pandemics, right, when, when there was the, the, the Black Plague or when Luther was dealing with, with the plague or when you go back, you know, and you look at, you look at all of the, the epidemics and pandemics throughout history. It was actually the church that went running into the fire, right, and they actually sacrificed in order to provide and, and to care for their congregants. And what we were told was, you know what, we're going to obey the government. We're going to stay home. We're going to tell our people to stay home. Well, I was watching people from the church that I was a part of be told to go to the hospital. Pastors are not going to be allowed to come in and, and pray. Family members are not going to be able to come in and sit with you and advocate for you. The church is not going to be able to lay on hands. We are going to do all of this over the phone. It, it was mind-boggling. So, so at the end of the day, what we decided um, with a small group of people who agreed that the Bible did not give us a free pass to forsake the gathering simply because there was a virus, we actually started a garage church. We said, and in fact, uh, my husband called our local sheriff day one, the very first Sunday after Trump shut the country down, called our local sheriff and said, listen, we are born again followers of Jesus Christ, and the Bible says forsake not the gathering. It does not have a virus clause. And so we are going to actually host a house church in our home. We just need to know whether or not you're going to send a deputy, you know, to arrest us, because this is when they were actually sending deputies to homes where they were seeing multiple cars and people congregating, right? Another violation of constitutional rights, illegal uh, seizure of private property. But our sheriff, thank God, actually, um, you know, his response was, my father was a pastor. I, too, will be gathering together with um, a body of believers. You will not hear from any of my deputies. Go do your thing. And since then, we have actually been having church in um, a garage and in various people's homes and have absolutely walked away from the 501s. And we are doing um, church much. The very first uh, book that we studied together was the book of Acts. And we have been doing um, uh, really church as the first century church did without the government being involved. And never again will we ever be part of a church that the government shuts down because we are no longer under the authority of the government. And we're here because they have twisted and turned Romans 13 upside down. Yep. Yeah, wow. I, hopefully a pastor will call in here uh, or chip in or press one and, and comment here tonight. But before I uh, make that uh, connection, uh, let me connect uh, Jim from the Republican United States dot org. And uh, go ahead, Jim. I'm connecting you from Colorado. Go ahead. Good evening, Joe. How is everybody doing tonight? Doing good. So what do you want me to do, Joe? You want me to read this little uh, Literally, yeah, you've got something there from the Willie Nelson uh, Farm Aid thing that you think that will wake people up. Uh, it's a little something there that you put together. And you know, by all means, go ahead. And then maybe just break down the Repu- – explain the Republican. Maybe how we – because, look, we have to come together. We have everybody doing their own thing. You know, this group's doing this. This group's doing that. And everybody's out doing their own individual thing. And, look, this is a, a nationwide thing. It's a state thing. It's a local thing. But at the same time, if we have to network together. We have to make a change because we're, we're – we're, 
they're isolating us. I remember Sarge, who was a what twenty nine year Army uh, Marine vet, uh, National Guard vet, uh, former state trooper that called in. And he made a great point one night. He said they'll isolate us. They'll single us out little by little. And as they break down the generations, the greatest generation, you know, is dying off, and the good people are dying off little by little. And then we, you know, we have this dumbed down, morally bankrupt society out there. Where are we going to turn? How are we going to fight back? How are we going to stand up for what's right? So, um, you know, uh, we have to do something. The time is now. We're at, er, this, is, this is the last call. You know, I don't believe there's a next year, years from now. I believe that we have to start moving now. This election right now is really going to be the tail of the tape of what direction we're going to go in this country. Either we're going to go plunge into a thousand years of darkness and plunge into abyss of losing our rights permanently forever and ever, or we're going to wake up and have a spiritual awakening and, and restore our Constitution. So go ahead, Jim. Thank you, Joe. You're, you're so correct. It's so heartening uh Praise the Lord that uh, we have a, a congregation, a group of people that uh, are organizing and communicating and uh, are going out and making a difference. And, uh, you know, I truly believe that the American spirit is there still in uh, much of our society today. Although if they get past our generation, they've pretty well got it in the bag. And, and you know, they're not going to do that. And... You know, life is kind of like a diamond. It has different uh, different facets, different perspectives to each each diamond. And, you know, that's what makes us strong as Americans is that we bring a lot of those perspectives together as a whole, and it makes us sharp and hard, uh, like what these uh, ladies are doing tonight and have been doing, uh, like what uh, Lieutenant Colonel Sandy Mariki, who is our guest on tonight. I don't know if she's still here because she had other obligations, but... Uh, she asked for me to, uh, in my absence, to send a message to a group of people like what you're talking about. Um, it's going to happen tomorrow night. So you're going to get a, a little preview of what she's going to share from me to the group of associated patriots that are all looking for liberty and justice for all, a way to get control of our reality, if I can speak for everybody. And so let me share this with you because I think it's probably the most concise and precise way of trying to um, get to the, the bottom line of a complex subject. Um, I've been involved in the people's efforts to return to the constitutional republic that is each American's birthright for well over a decade. And during this time, I've witnessed uh, the people's efforts to seek liberty and justice for all. Unfortunately, the greatest reward achieved by the most dedicated is persecution, and some even receive three hots and a cot for an extended period of time. Courtesy of USA, Inc. and their codes and statutes, which I might add have never been the Republic's law form. It's stated that insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. And I submit to each and every one that the most involved in this effort are not insane just misguided and treated like mushrooms, kept in the dark and fed crap, quote, unquote. It's evident that we the people will never find liberty and justice for all in the existing jurisdiction of this UCC law form, Universal Commercial Code, for those who don't understand. 
It's evident that those in power of this law form, USA Inc., wish only to perpetrate their Nazi agenda upon the people of a great republic and use our people and our republic's resources, such as human harvesting, reducing the world's people to cattle status, and to further their agenda of world domination. Okay, yeah, most of us are becoming aware, and many of us are seeking a way to get control of that which has been stolen from us. Realize this one thing. If you take nothing else home from your time you spend here tonight, you're still playing by their rules. And you expect to win? Really? Think about that. What if I can prove to you that you've already won? And what would you do? How would you be able to make society adjust to this change? And would you embrace the change? Ah, there truly lies the answer, huh? It's written... People perish for lack of understanding. So let's pick up in the 1950s era. And then President Eisenhower warned the public to be aware of the military-industrial complex. Let's skip on to the 1960s when President Kennedy was in the process of shutting down the central banks. He even had U.S. Treasury notes printed when he was assassinated. Well, they seen a little secret. We, the people, are still in possession of those gold-backed treasury notes. In the 1970s, USA Inc. went to fiat money. That's money without value and went off the gold standard. In the 1980s, Willie Nelson and Farm Aid. What was that all about? Can someone please explain to me what Farm Aid was all about? I don't think very many people really understand that a bunch of farmers got together and filed a class action lawsuit against the Federal Land Bank and won. Only weren't aware of that. That was in federal court in Colorado. And they ruled in favor of the people. But they didn't tell you that, did they? They didn't tell you that the farmers were awarded $6.6 billion, payable only in gold along with penalties and interest. And that bankrupted the Federal Reserve in 1980s money and also took down the USA, Inc. and required a return to the people, a republic for and of the people. And that was known as the National Economic Stability and Recovery Act, N-E-S-A-R-A, the SARA. Hmm. Well, you got to think that one through. I'm going to go off script for just a minute because if that really got to the heart of the central banks worldwide, that could have a devastating impact on the money changers. And that's those people that date clear back to the temple. And I haven't had a chance to explore this, so I'm going to do a disclaimer here, but I was told by a friend that I truly um, respect a lot. And when he studied the part of the Bible where Jesus overthrew the money changer's temple, uh, 
tables in the temple, that he had prayed about what he was going to do before he went and did that. Now, that being true, I'm going to have to rethink that. That might change my perception a little bit on that event, like that diamond we're talking about. Anyway, that also brought, back to uh, the 1980s, also brought a news release in the form of a new world order agenda. Agenda 2020, Agenda 2030, COVID-19, Wuhan, China. Huh? You don't believe me? Well, author David Kuntz sold many copies of his Dark Eye novels. And you can't tell me that people weren't warned because it was all right in there. Down to 2020. And along with all that came the Nazis' form of Nasara. Mm. So that's kind of where the battle lines, follow the money, number one, always rule, is, no, is number one, follow the money. So the 2000s brought the drill assemblies, and the people of the world took many to common law courts and returned true bills of indictments against them. But they weren't enforceable. 2008, 2009, the implosion of the banking system resulting in the banks relieving many of their fine customers of their assets as they, the evil Kassarian mob, are. They didn't foresee a patriot stand up and provide the bailout funds. Yeah, then Treasury Secretary Geithner wrote about it, that event in his book. In 2010, a grassroots effort across the nation led by James Timothy Turner re-inhabited our constitutional republic on an international level. And a 10-year plan was developed but agreed upon. In 2012, the President of the Republic, James Timothy Turner, was arrested and incarcerated and is ongoing as of today. In 2012, the White Hats recruited Donald J. Trump to be the transition president. In 2016, President Obama mounts a stage at his final official press breakfast and announces as he reaches for the microphone that the Republic is dead. Donald J. Trump won the election. During his term, he made incredible inroads with most nations worldwide, resulting in prosperity like we've never seen, in spite of intense prosecution and persecution. This was because he brought the 209 nations together to defeat a common enemy of free people, Kazarians again. In 2017, President Donald J. Trump, an inauguration ceremony gives back the republic to the people. It's interesting, in 2020, the Wall Street Journal opinion piece states it's Treasury slowly taking over the Federal Reserve. I tried to think back on that. I'm a little foggy, but I know it was in March, and it was either in 18 or 19 that that happened. Interesting. Follow the money, rule number one. The 10-year plan was fully implemented and the Kazarian's New World Order exposure and disassembly begun. 
The unseen and greatly misunderstood battle raised with unexpected deaths, retirements, and the sting began in earnest. Many countries had resumed changes in the first couple of months of 2020. Washington, D.C. begins transformation because areas were forced to speed up their agenda to the point of what I refer to as, quote, unquote, waterboarding, information waterboarding. And, boy, we've been living that, haven't we? The final objective being an acceptance of millions of Americans to the 80% range to minimize the carnage and the resistance. In 2022, Russian President Putin's turn begins. Ukraine cleanup begins. This is the playground of the rich and famous, the world headquarters for literally the most evil, if not all organized evil on planet Earth comes from this region. And Putin uh, and Russia returned to the agreed gold standard and got off the U.S. dollar. And that's the White House Nasara of 209 nations transferring into the Nasara and the final release as we are living tonight is coming to the world. Now, here's the really tricky part, Joe. To prove a fact that rule only works for all of us in a moralistic society. Our founding document, the one most of us love, is and has always separated Americans and what we stand for. And make no bones about it, period. Let it set in. Take a moment. Fully digest such a big chunk of your future. That's called reality. 214 nations around the world have made that choice to have a government of four and by the people based on our Constitution is in the process of being implemented. The time has now come to this point. Everyone has a choice to make. It's literally the New World Order versus the Sara based on one principle. Do you want to live under the laws of nature? have nature's God, or a bunch of Kazarian Nazis. I'll use that for an introduction, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, that was pretty good. That, that pretty much outlined it in more simplistic terms instead of going into the, the Civil War and going into a whole history lesson and taking up 45 minutes of our time where a lot of people aren't going to understand the law. <laughs> you know, um, Ladies, uh, you want to comment on that and uh, uh, real quick? Do you have anything to say, Tara? Um, yeah, no, no, no real thoughts on on that. Those, those are certainly um, a lot of bullet points that we we have heard um, have not made any final um, judgments on those things. Okay. Um, do I have my pastor out there tonight? Does he want to comment here real quick, uh, uh, Dr. Peter uh, Ventura? Are you out there? You want to press the number one? Are you ready to come on to the platform here and just speak here real quick? Um, are you available? Uh, press the number one if you're there, uh, Dr. Peter Ventura. I, I know I, I know your number, number. You are there listening. Are you ready to make a comment here? I know you had some bad points you wanted to share. Yeah, there he is. Okay, I'm going to connect you, Dr. Peter Ventura. Um, 
Go ahead, there. You're live. Go ahead. Introduce yourself. Make sure you introduce yourself and uh, your credentials and uh, uh, what you represent, sir. Oh well, I'm I, uh, I'm a pastor in uh, Connecticut. I pastored a church in California quite a while. I have a Bible Institute a doctorate in world religion and also a, a DRE. Uh, regardless of all that, paper. Um, I listened to what. Uh, Free governor said, I found a very interesting a lot of things that I've heard, and just like the two ladies said that, you know, these are things that you sit back and you say, huh, you know, and nobody really, and you're caught in that uh, thought pattern, you know, well, what's what's real and what's not, amen, and so biblically we know that, you know, it's devolution, it all goes down, there's no coming back unless God gives it a reprieve, and that Christians around uh, our nation, uh, the first thing we need to do is to get our own hearts right. And then we'll write, maybe God will hear somebody's prayers. Uh, that's a good idea. And give somebody a wisdom and, and raise up a, a leader uh, who who will uh, uh, inspire through the Holy Spirit uh, something that will change. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I thank you for the opportunity just to come on. I'm, I'm fascinated by that uh, uh, introduction there. And... Uh, I'm going to sit back and listen a little more, if that's okay. Okay, uh, but one real quick question, though, so I don't mind what you're saying. As being a, as being a pastor, you always say, you know, we, 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 we need Christians out there to wake up and, and come together. I mean, we know the, found, the founding fathers. We know the, 17, the spirit of 1776. I always use that catchphrase. The answer to 1984 is 1776. You know, look, it took 3%, the 3%. And we know the history of the 3 percenters and whatnot. We know they're labeled as terrorists today, uh, according to our, our de facto criminal court government but you know we, we we're not going to get a majority of america to stand behind us on this message we're going to be the minority you know the republic we're going to be the minority and so the pastors that are out there now and the people that are out there now like the voices we're hearing here tonight like my voice your the governor's voice uh the two ladies here uh, and many more that are on the on the queue here and on the call we're the ones that are going to have to take charge and to make a change can you at least maybe give me a little inspirational uh, or, or, or biblical uh, backing as to, you know, uh, as to, you know, you said God has to intervene. Well, well, really it's up to us because we have free will. And if we don't awaken, if we don't, you know, if we don't wake up and, and, and to repent, God's not going to um, heal our, our land. He's not going to heal our land. So the pastors, need, you know, the pastors need to actually start speaking from the pulpit the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ is what needs to happen. The lighthouses are out right now across America, and the majority of the churches are not preaching the truth from the Bible. Well, well that's true. That's true. That's true. And uh, uh, although I've surrounded myself with uh, 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 some great men who are preaching the truth, and during COVID, we didn't shut our church down, and we weren't shutting it down. Uh, Tim Shanks in Coronado, Corona, California, did not shut down their church. Dr. Moss in Stanford, Connecticut, didn't shut down his church. Rich Godinas in Florida, didn't there's some men? Uh, Gorski, there's some great men. Angel Vasquez, another pastor in California. We didn't shut our churches down, and we weren't shutting our churches down. They came and served restraining orders on the the church up in uh, Corona. And uh, Pastor Massa walked him out front and told him, look, you see across the street here, there's a liquor store. If that's essential, this is essential. You take me to jail, right. I get out of here. And so there are men that are standing up. So, and as far as preaching the gospel, well, the, 
you know, we, we're into, uh, uh, you know, Holsteins and, and all this feel good and make you feel good. Nobody's right. preaching. The from, prosperity from gospel. First, first of all, they don't even have the right Bible. That's okay. That's the first problem. The second problem is they don't have the fortitude to preach about sin and convict anybody of any sin. They're preaching not only prosperity gospel to make you feel good, and then you go home. It's become a club. And so yep. I'm a good man. I preach the word of God, and I and I'm a good Baptist. Hey, praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Amen. <laughs> well, that that's all well and fine, but what are we actually doing at the end of the day? Is it enough? It clearly, it's not because we're losing the information war. We're losing it, so and we're losing con- our. You have to know that we're, but we're not in control. So when you keep saying we, we, we have to do more. So if we call ourselves followers of Christ, we are the watchmen on the wall. We are the ones that are supposed to restrain this wickedness until he returns and glorify him in everything that we do. So if we all that list, that are listening and each one of us here speaking, if we continue to glorify him in everything that we do, which is what we're trying to do by restoring our states back to constitutional Christian patriots in, in, in position for teaching our children, for um, in the workplace, you, you know, in our communities. That's all that we can do. The rest is his will, God's will. He is in control. He closes every door and he opens every door. We are not in control. And when we realize that it is our faith and not, and not to be in fear and not to think that we are doing this, he is using us. All we have to do is to trust that everything that we are doing is his plan. The Bible is already written. We know what the beginning and the end is going to be. We're only here to possibly restrain it until he returns. We are not going to change the end. We just keep moving forward and doing what we're doing. Amen. Six one nine. Amen. Uh, six, six one nine. I got six one nine waiting in the wings. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Dr. Venturi. You want to say something else? Yeah, I wanted to say I I agree. Listen, if if God's not leading it, it, it goes nowhere anyway. As as exactly. the lady said, the uh, uh, God opens the doors and He closes the doors. And I want you to know, there's a lot of Christians around the country right now that are rising up and trying to get into yeah. office. I have, I have a treasurer uh, from the First Baptist Church of Woodbury, Connecticut, who is seeking to get in office as a uh, state representative. And good, sound doctrine, Christian woman who who believes in you know the principles of the Bible, and so there are Christians who are rising up. Your message does get out; it is resonating, and and so let's just keep praying that it, it moves on. What about the Christians though that are judging? What about the Christians that are judging? Like you said, when we had a conversation one time about America's land of second chances. Remember, we, let's get a, real quick address that before I get to six one nine. You know, we have to be well, careful. I, <clears throat> we shut down good patriots, you know. But go ahead. I, I, I that, uh, um, have an experience with the criminal justice system. I, I think, you know, as Christians, as Christians, now, if you're a true Christian, uh, you know, we all get to the cross. We're equal. And it doesn't matter whether you're, what you've done in your past. I mean, that's why the Romans hated the Christians, because they said, you know, they were the bad people and they were so noble. And when we start looking down our nose at, at people who have served their time, we're, you know, as a nation of laws, you break a law, you have you have liberty, and your liberty is not to do whatever you want. Your liberty is to do what's good, not evil. But if you break a law, you have freedom to make that choice. And if you break that law, you suffer the consequence. And when you suffer the consequence, you're sentenced 
that is the consequence and that is your punishment and and your release from prison you ought to be able to get on with your life uh, yes. your rights should be restored and and you go back but today there are so many people who are persecuted uh because of their uh, uh criminal background and 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 they can't get ahead they can't go forward they can't get a job they can't move ahead in society they're just held back parole and probation you know most parole and probation officers think that their job is to violate these guys instead of helping them transition back into society they think you know i I spoke to a a chp officer one morning he was a sergeant he he was in a starbucks and i said how's your day going he says great i just put some guy i just arrested some guy you know and lock him up and i said that's great that's a good day and so you know our criminal justice system is busted it's broke and and that that's another uh, issue to be reformed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. <clears throat> Correct. But uh, you brought up a point, great point. You know, your sentence. You do your sentence. That's it. And a lot of patriots are silenced because of that jacket they have on them, because of what they did. You know, I'm, I'm one of them. Thirty years ago, you know, uh, still haunts me to this day. You know, uh, you know, knock it off. <clears throat> you know, it, it's done. You know, I, 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 you know, I've, you know, I've worked for the government. I mean, for goodness sake, I wasn't even from, a criminal, technically. You know, <laughs> I was working from, undercover. A, I mean, from come a, on. <laughs> but, but, but from a Christian perspective, you know, here's the problem. I've been to many, many churches around the country. I've been across country 42 times in the last nine years driving. And I've been to many, many churches. And the problem is, is that Christians have this problem. They think that they were sinners who are saved by grace and don't realize that they are sinners who are saved by grace. And the worst sin that you could commit is the one that they're not committing. And that's really the uh, comparison to each other in the Christian realm. And there's a lot of people out there saying they're Christians. Believe me, they have a different Jesus than you have. They have a different Bible than you have. You see, my, my Lord forgives everybody. And we don't walk in, 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 in uh, you know, narrowly looking at each other. We are Christians who are saved by grace, and we are sinners. Well, we yeah, we're all faith. filthy rags. Yeah, we're all filthy rags, not not one good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. what I asked, you know, what, what, what sin do you have that was uh, better than mine? You know, get out of here. Right, with that. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, six one nine. I got six one nine uh, that I want to pass through here, but quick. You've got a lot to say, I'm sure. Uh, six one nine. Everybody else, you can join in here. I want to wrap. You know, I know my my two guests here, ladies here, are exhausted, tired. They work all day. I'm, I'm sure. Through, I'm, I'm sure as soon as the sun rises, you, your feet hit the floor, and <clears throat> I'm sure you're in your the word of God, and you're out there. You know, just pounding the pavement every day. I have so much respect for you. May I say one more thing? If, if yeah, you sure. Go ahead. To I, I preached a sermon called Where Are God's Rights in America? And I and also Jay Verone preached a sermon about America's death wish. And uh, I sent it to the White House and many other places on CD. But if you go to Bible Believers Tube on the Internet and you hit video and you search uh, Dr. Peter Ventura, you'll find that sermon on Where Is God's Rights in America? And I and I think you'll have an enlightenment there. God really put that on my heart that night. I'm not Great. I'm not saying to bolster myself. I, I I just would like to listen to what is to go there and to hear what I had to say about God's rights in America. Amen. Let me let me pass through six one nine. You've been waiting a while here. Go ahead, six one nine. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah, Joe. It's Angel. Yes. Peter gave me your number. I'm on the radio now, huh? 
Yeah, yeah, you're on the radio. <laughs> I'm, the pa- I'm the pastor for the Bible Believers Baptist Church over in California. I've been tuning in. Oh, okay, I, good, I good. You guys made you a had lot me a little worried points. there. I, I saw I have so many angels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy, i got to be careful later. I didn't screen this one. <laughs> not a bad problem to have. I wanted to bring up some points that I think might shed some light on the whole situation you guys are talking about, and Pastor Peter brought up a good point, and uh, the ladies were bringing up good points. And I want to point you to two passages of Scripture, Okay. Two passages sure. of Scripture, Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, "...in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them." Now, the God of this world is not our God. The God of this world is not our God. And I believe every Christian has to understand that. Every single Christian on the face of the earth has to understand that, that the God of this world is not our God. He is a God who has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The God of this world is the devil, and that's the truth. That's what the Bible tells us. And we want to see all the things going on around us, our country falling apart, and I'm an American, okay? I, I'm, not, I'm not anti-patriotic. I'm, I'm more right-wing than, than most people would even, would even be. Uh, most people wouldn't want to admit. Let's put it like that. But here's the thing. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 to 17, For we wrestle not, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, right. against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Right. Every Christian has to understand that. Before you pick up your picket signs fighting COVID, fighting restrictions, fighting the mask mandate, before you pick up that picket sign, you have to ask yourself in your heart, what sign would you rather pick up? Would you rather pick up the sign saying no masks anymore, or would you rather pick up the sign saying Jesus Christ is God and give them the gospel? The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God is the Bible. And we have too many Bibles, and we don't understand why there's a difference. And you, you want to know why we're in the mess we are now? Because of weak limp wrist pastors and preachers that want to go against the Word of God, that want to divide, that want to, they want to unify. They want to unify everyone. They want their own one-world government. They want their own world, uh, new world order without Christ. Every Christian has to understand that. Okay? The sword, the, spirit, the King James Bible, that is the Word of God. And what are they doing now? They don't want you to have a sword. They want you to have a butter knife. You have to understand that. And that's yeah, what I want yeah. to tell you. To bounce off of that passage in Ephesians, um, one of the things that we have said from the very beginning, actually, we've we've quoted that passage many times when people have come to us and said, listen, what is it that I'm called to do for such a time as this? You know, we we talked through all of the things that we talked through on this call. We've we've talked about prayer. We've talked about 2 Chronicles 714, Mm -hmm. if my people who are called by my name, right? We've, we've, Mm -hmm. We've talked about repentance. We've talked about mm-hmm. encouraging Christians to, to stand up and run for office. But I love the way that Ephesians 6 ends. It says, and having done all else, stand. And, and the question is, well, what, what is there to stand on? And, and, and what we stand on is the truth. Truth is the Christian's mm-hmm. highest principle. And so, you know, we, don't, we know how it ends because the Bible does tell us. But we don't know whether the, this, this current battle is one in which, you know, we're actually going to witness the rise or the fall of the United States. Right. You know, and Jesus doesn't need America. America needs Jesus. Yeah. And, and that is, is the message, you know, that we have chosen to deliver and to stand on. 
And so whether we are standing in front of the crowd and we're talking about COVID or whether we are talking about, you know, these vaccines and the loss of liberty, constitutional rights, legislation, we challenge people, get out a Bible and allow this to be the starting point and the finishing point for every conversation that we have. You know, I grew up in a a Christian household. My parents taught me two things. Freedom is your birthright, and Jesus is king. Don't ever forget those two things. And, you know, at the beginning of COVID, those words really rang out to me. The Bible says that he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Our freedom is found in relationship with Christ and the forgiveness of sin, right? Um, There are Christians that live in countries all over the world that have already succumbed to communism, and obviously we are on the brink. We are, we are teetering on the brink mm-hmm. of, of an absolute communist freefall. And, you know, we've had to ask ourselves, what if it is not the Lord's will for us to prevail? And, and we come full circle to the conclusion every single time, yet I will praise him. And so, you know, our heart is that we see the republic restored our heart is that we see families restored our heart is that if we don't win elections we win souls but more than anything else we want to challenge people having done all else stand in the truth and allow the will of god to to come forward whatever that may be and let us praise him in the storm and only come from a biblical worldview and be very biblically literate if you are standing behind North Carolina grassroots government as a candidate. That is what we have put forth in our stringent surveying and interview process because we need people who will not compromise, no matter if they're the only one left standing when they say, well, we want a choice to compromise. Are you going to legislate in this way or that way? They will say, no, I will not compromise based on the Bible no matter their consequences to their reputation, their lives, or their fortune. And that is the standard that we are putting out there for NCGG, is that we have people that if we don't even get them across the finish line. They don't even get into office. They have proclaimed their, their name, Jesus, in front of everyone and have planted those seeds. Amen. Right. Amen. Yeah. If, and, I, and, if I could uh, make uh, one more point. Yeah, sure. Go ahead, Angel. Then I would ask Peter a question. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, and this is this is kind of springboarding off with what the ladies have been talking about, what Pastor Peter brought up. And I just want to have a little bit of spirit, uh, leave you guys a little bit of spiritual, um, I, don't, I don't know what the word for, a little spiritual background on what we're experiencing and how, the, how it relates to the Bible. And Pastor Peter was mentioning that we can have a reprieve. And, and by reprieve, I mean we, we, can, we can put off the punishment that's coming towards our country. Now listen, if you've read your Bible, you, you know and you understand that that God does not will not support a nation that's living in sin the way our nation is. It's only a matter of time and before judgment comes, and I don't care right. what anyone has to say about it. But here's a, here's the silver true. lining: is we can't have a reprieve. The Bible says in Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles chapter 34. This is regarding King Josiah. King Josiah was the last righteous king of Judah. He was the last righteous king of Judah, and before before Judah got sent into Babylonian captivity, Josiah was the final king that had a heart for God. And what he had done is he was a, he was a mover and shaker. He was a terminator. He would tear down 
uh, uh, all the high places, all the places where people would, would idolize these false gods, and he would tear these places down. And here's the thing is you have to understand is that God gave jo- Josiah a reprieve, not because of him tearing down all these places, not because he was on fire for God, but this is what the passage says in Second Chronicles chapter 34, verse 27. God is telling a uh, prophet to tell Josiah, Because thine heart was tender, and thou didst humble thyself before God, when thou heardest his words against this place, uh, Judah, and against the inhabitants thereof, and humbledest thyself before me, and didst rend thy clothes, and weep before me, I have heard thee also, saith the Lord, Behold, I will gather thee to thy fathers, and thou shalt be gathered to thy grave in peace. Neither shall thine eyes see all the evil that I will bring upon this place, and upon the inhabitants of the same. So they brought the king word again. Now here was, here's, that, here's that reprieve. Decide didn't get to see the punishment coming towards his country. And we can be the same. We can have the same reprieve Josiah had if we have a tender heart, a tender heart. And humble ourselves before God. Amen. And you just uh, well, that, that was awesome what you just said, and it just rang a bell. And I want uh, governor still there, and anyone from the Republic side or militia community out there, you know. And I want Peter to comment on this. You know what I have done and the sacrifices that I have made myself, and just like the governor, this is a message what Angel just brought there that is ring. And the, the two ladies here, you know, we were bringing the, the Restore the Republic and Restore the America plan a different type of way years ago. You know, we were going through the law. We were going through, hey, we're training, how, you know, and, and we're, you know, we're, but this bringing God first, we can't do nothing without God. This is our chance right now. Like they just said, you know, we can't do anything without God. Bring this message to your communities out there. And I know i got a lot of militia members listening right now, and I know a lot of you respect what I say and know that I, I, my heart's in the right place. But, you know, war, violence, is, is, you know, it's not the right way. You know, we, we have to do it lawfully, and we have to do it with God. You know, and, and restoring the, those principles, those characteristics uh, through our government, through our legislators, through our sheriffs, like the lady said, through our politicians, of getting our politicians' hearts right back with God. Because right now, there's no way you could say Nancy Pelosi is a God-fearing woman, <laughs> okay? I mean, I just, I, I just don't think, you know, there's just no way. Um, you know, so, or when George Bush gave his New World Order speech, you know, come on, he must have known what he was saying. So there's no way, you you know, so they are deceived. So we have to wait, you know, and here I am going to be a politician most likely. And, 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 you know, who knows where it will take me in the future. But my heart has to remain right with God, like the lady said. I have to, you know, my my legislation or any type of legislation I co-sponsor, any committee I'm a part of, has to put God first. You know, and, and everyone has to start thinking that way. Our educators, our teachers, our police officers, you know, our soldiers, everybody, God first. Yeah, I'm first sure the governor will agree with me on that. If I can jump in here and just, you know, one of the things that Mindy and I have been begging for two years is for fathers to rise up and for, for them to recognize their role as spiritual heads of households. Family is the smallest form of government, right? And one of the things yes. that we have been praying for and begging for is for men to rise up and lead their families. We have, you know, we have been born into a generation um, in which the feminist lie has made its way into the church. And, and, and we are just watching the absolute demise of the family. And it has, it has really struck us inside so many of these patriot meetings that we've had that they are 
sometimes 70, 80, 90% women. We will go into, in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the very peak of what, you know, they called COVID, we would be going to a grocery store, and the only people that didn't have masks on were the women. And we, you know, we, we've said for quite some time that, that cowardice is contagious, but courage is more contagious. And so we just would challenge you if you're listening, you know, don't just sit back and wait on your teacher or your politician or even your pastor or the elders of your church to rise up. We need fathers to rise up. We need, we need parents to begin to, to recognize their Deuteronomy 6 mandate to become the primary educators of their own children. We need families to stop surrendering their children to the government to be educated. That was never the, the biblical mandate for education was never to a government. It was to a parent. And so, you know, you're, you're absolutely right that we need the righteous and the proper in their proper roles. But first and foremost, we need fathers. Yeah, yeah, amen. amen to that. I got 203, another 203, a Connecticut number here wants to, uh, I believe it's Connecticut. I'll patch him through. Hi. Go ahead, uh, 203. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I know somebody else wants to say something. Else. He's just been waiting a long time. Go ahead, 203. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Go ahead. The floor's yours. Okay. Yeah, I just, I want to just say I agree 100% with my sister. That's one of the points I was going to bring up, but one thing um, that the Holy Spirit's really been pushing on my heart is prayer. And, you know, you think about it, you know, when things don't, aren't moving, a lot of times we need to go in our prayer closets, get together with our fellow brothers, sisters, and stuff, and not even just, you know, Wednesday, Thursday night, Bible studies or Sunday after church, you know, once in a while. But there has to be a real humbling in our country. We have to be crying out to Jesus and just saying, Lord, you know, I am a sinner. I'm still a sinner, just like Pastor Ventura said. And rather than walking around with, you know, I'm greater than thou attitude toward the non-believer. And I think that that's an issue today. Um, And I think the biggest thing is I agree 150% with what my sister just said. The men in America have to get off their butt and start taking their spiritual positions within their families. And they need to do it like the day before 10 years ago. Because our country is literally crumbling. And if you look back in history, during the strongest times, weakest times, whatever periods, was generally a man that was supported by a godly woman who was leading the nation, helping to make decisions, helping to guide our country. And if this isn't done quickly and I know my brother Angel said that you know he knows that prayer and humbling you know um, and crying out for forgiveness and for God to heal our land yes it will delay the day of reckoning there's no doubt but it's coming yep Amen. and you know you, when I 
start reading, and I and I kind of it's a little bit of a personal thing I I kind of do, and I kind of start looking at it, the weapons that China has, the weapons that Russia has, and I and I I don't think they have Russia personally a lot of things that they say they do, but China certainly, and they are leading our country in leaps and bounds in science, mathematics. You know, the United States, I, I think, scores 22nd, 22nd in the world. And that, that, just stop and think about that. We were once the leader, you know, and a lot of our technology, you know, you know spiritually, I don't know if they're all coming from somebody sitting you know, some some engineer that's saying, oh, yeah, if we designed a missile like this, whatever. You know, a lot of it could be coming from the enemy, you know, to keep war coming, to keep thinking, you know, well, our nation, you know, well, you know, we're, we're, we're still on top. You know, we've got the hypersonic missile and the rest of the world thinks we, we really don't, but we do. And meanwhile, China's shoot hypersonic missiles around the world evading our, uh, I believe, it's South Pole. I wouldn't worry too uh, much about that, brother. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to cut you off here, but I, I don't want to get into the logistics of the military, you know, what our yeah, – we got God, you know. China doesn't have a God, you know. Yeah, they amen. got the wrong God. Amen. We know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you're – it doesn't matter what you're – Go ahead, brother. Sorry. Go, yeah, go, it doesn't matter what you're – it doesn't matter what the weapons of a nation has. Uh, uh, you know, you better go study the Bible on Gideon, <laughs> all right, and yeah. 300 men. But it, it, I wanted to say this, and I didn't want to interrupt and get off that thought, and, and I wanted to say hello to that uh, uh, caller. That's uh, uh, Brother Greg. My brother Greg was a great supporter of me when I was associate pastor here in Connecticut at uh, River Valley Baptist Church. Oh, good. Okay, but, good. Word of mouth spreading tonight for the podcast. Good. Okay, good. Uh, have, how are you doing, Greg? I good, to, a, good to hear your voice. Good. I have a short paragraph that I'd just like to read, and it comes from the 18th Congress, the first session, in Washington on Monday, January 6th, 1947. And think of where we are today after I read this, where, 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 where we are in our, our Christianity and our country. Here's what they prayed on this day. O Lord, our God, if ever we need thy wisdom and thy guidance, it is now, as the Congress begins a new session, standing upon the threshold of a new year fraught with so many dangerous opportunities. We pray that thou will bless these men chosen by the people of this nation, for thou knowest them, their needs, their motives, their hopes, and their fears. Lord Jesus, put thine arms around them to give them strength, and speak to them to give them wisdom greater than their own. May they hear thy voice and seek thy guidance. May they remember that thou art concerned about what is said and done here. And may they have clear conscience before thee that they need not fear no man. Bless each of us according to our deepest need. And use us uh, for thy glory, we humbly ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, you compare that to what Joe Biden his hand on a Bible and swearing to uphold the Constitution and, and with his hand on a Bible while he's allowing millions of abortions to go on around the country. 
This, this That's is, true. This is Watch our... your background noise, everybody, please. I've got a lot of people on the phone line. Oh. Your background noise, please. But, um, but I want, what I want I to do want... here, Peter, real quick, I want to tell everybody we're going to give closing thoughts. Each caller will get some closing thoughts because we're running out of time. Uh, each caller will you know, get a last message here. So I want to start doing that after you're done, Peter. Go ahead. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. But I just wanted to read that. I wanted the, the people here to talk about how far we, we how far the, you know, Christianity, and the name of Jesus Christ, has come out of our government and, and, and what the mindset was at that time. That was 1947, really not that long ago. Go ahead, Joe. The floor is yours. Thank you. Okay. All right. Um, we got. I, I'm sorry I can't get to all the callers here. We got so many people listening here. If you got something here that you want to share here, real quick, I'm going to give you a chance. Hit number one on your phone. I'll get you connected here. If you got a question here, you want to ask. I, I I didn't really get into full scope of what I really wanted to get into here tonight, but there's so many callers. But it was a good message and a good conversation here tonight. Um, uh, press the number one right now or forever hold your peace. So I'm going to let you know that right now because i got so many people that got to give a uh, final uh, message here, uh, uh, closing thoughts here to the podcast. So I'm checking the call board. I'm scrolling up and down here. i got about uh, 60 uh, on the call board here tonight. So I'm scrolling up and down. My screen can only hold 15, and I'm going up and down here. So uh, press the number one if you want to say something here real quick. I'm giving you that chance. Um, I don't know if Sue was out here tonight, the Air Force Academy, uh, uh, instructor from the Air Force Academy. If she was out here tonight, I, I really wanted to hear from her. Um, what a shame I didn't get a chance to hear from her tonight, uh, Governor. Um, uh, Jim? I'm a, uh, I guess I'll start with you. I want my two guests really to go last and wrap up the show here tonight for me. Uh, so uh, everybody, please, uh, you know, give your final message here. Uh, Jim, where did you where did you go here? I'm scrolling up and down here. Um, press the number one, Jim. Are you there? Uh, I kind of lost his number. I can't find him anywhere. Uh, Jim, where are you? Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. Where are you? Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I, 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 he disappeared on me. I don't know where he went. All right. Um. Let's see here. Live radio, man. You can't beat it. Uh, Dr. Ventura, go ahead. Give, give, you start us off here tonight. Closing thoughts to tonight's podcast. Go ahead. Well, I, uh, I'd just like to thank everybody for coming on, and, and I hope everybody will be encouraged in the Lord. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the Scripture says that if you uh, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and believe that Jesus Christ died, was buried, resurrected, and uh, that requires repentance, you know, turn away from that you know, that backslidden state you're in and come back to the Lord. And let's pray for this nation. Let's pray for the country and for wisdom on what each of us can do. And that's what we need to do. Now, I'll let the program go to you, Joe. And ladies, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Okay. Um let me see. Let me, uh, Angel, go ahead. Why don't you got, you, you're pretty well spoken here and you got, I'm sure you got a lot here to share. Go ahead. The closing thoughts tonight's podcast. Go ahead. Man, I, I just called to make sure Pastor Peter was going to give the invitation, but you guys got it. So <laughs> all, all I can tell you guys is that if you're a Christian, this isn't your Somebody's home. Somebody's got some background a... noise. Somebody's got some background noise. Please, whoever it is, please. It's really disruptive. It's disrespectful. Please. You know, you got, you got these phones, you know, you're calling in on a phone. If you're listening in the background, there's it, an echo. So go ahead, Angel. I'm sorry. Well, if you're a Christian and you're American, well, you got to choose your, you got to choose uh, which side you're picking. We can't always be Christians, good Christians, if we want to be good Americans. We can't always be good Americans if we want to be good Christians. And just remember that this isn't your home. You're just passing through. And if you want to continue to have liberty and 
preaching the gospel, then you got to be in the right spirit over it. And I'm just praying that every American can come to that conclusion as well. And uh, just listen to what Pastor Peter said on, on the invitation. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have to repent. Repent means turn away from your sins. It doesn't mean work for it. You couldn't work for it if you tried. We're all sinners on our way to hell without Jesus Christ. And if you want to receive him as your Lord and Savior, you just call upon the name of the Lord. Romans 10, uh, verse 13, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's all I got for you, brother. Uh, yeah. Plug your church real quick. Uh, give a shout-out to your church. Uh, oh, please yeah, tell yeah. us how we're, you brought your church, uh, please. The Bible, Believers Baptist church, the Bible Believers Baptist Church of Imperial Beach, California. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, just look up BBBC of IB, all one word, if you'd like to find us on, on any of those platforms. Bible Believers Baptist Church of Imperial Beach, California. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, the government aspect of what we're doing here and, and the NC Grassroots also, we're going to touch upon that here before we wrap up, obviously. Uh, we really want to get a powerful message out there for all the people that are listening. And uh, North Carolinians, where are you at? Uh, I'm getting pounded here by people from the West Coast. Where are my North Carolinians at? <laughs> go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Joe, can, I, can I interrupt you, Joe? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I just want to say that I, uh, the, this, we have a Bible Institute. And uh, I'm going to give my phone number. If you're interested in this Bible Institute, you want sound doctrine, verse by verse, scripture by scripture. I'm going to charge for the Word of God. It's called Bible. Uh, it's called the Golden State Bible Believers Baptist Institute. And if you're interested in, in in learning the Word of God, scripture by scripture, verse by verse, my number is 203-240-0377. You call me personally, and I'll get you enrolled. And you'll learn the Bible unlike you're going to learn it in any of these other mega churches. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, and, and that's so very important because uh, the, the, the ladies there touched upon that in the beginning, the founding fathers. Today we're taught the founding fathers were Freemasons. Total farce lie. Not true. Dr. Uh-huh. Phil Grady uh, put, put me straight on that, um, how America destroyed, I mean, excuse me, how Satan destroyed America. It was a great book by Dr. Phil Grady. Um, uh-huh. actually, there's actual letters written by George Washington. You can go to the Library of Congress and actually look at them. But uh, he had them printed in his book um, where George Washington actually stated very clearly in his letters he was never a member of any lodge. He was never a mason, and, uh-huh. uh, he, and he didn't have wooden teeth either. Okay, So, you know, all this mocking... <laughs> Yeah, well, all this mocking, and that's what they do. They demonize and they mock our found- uh-huh. foundations and our founders, and it's actually can disgusting. I, can I interrupt for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Bill Grady, he, he wrote that book, and he made a funny joke about it. If uh, if, if George Washington was a Freemason, well, then, then he was a better Christian than most other than any other Christian that you'd probably bring to mind, and he was still a Freemason. If, you, if, you want, if they want to bring up that argument, just tell them, hey, if he was a Freemason, then he was a better Christian than you were. <laughs> yeah, you know, so he wasn't. But the thing of it is, is that uh, the great point that they brought up is that they that they that listen is that they they're destroying our foundations, and it, and if the foundations be destroyed, how can the righteous live? You know, I, I mean, how can we do anything? Because if they take they're teaching this critical race theory, and, and they're teaching um, all this opposite of what our country was founded upon, and they play upon these civil rights. The four, you know, and people have to understand the Fourteenth Amendment was really the doom of, of of this country because you know because of your civil rights, you know, uh, you know we can't have prayer in school anymore. 
because that violates your civil rights. You know, um, you know, and and that, that's that. Yeah, the Fourteenth Amendment did that to us, and then they changed the wording of the Fourteenth Amendment. Okay, from person to citizen. So, um, you know, so you have to understand that you know these words and meanings are very important, and we, you know, and I know a lot of people don't understand law, and they don't get get that, and they don't understand a lot of the uh, historical uh, doctrine that's out there today, and a lot of it is really misrepresented, represented, and and that's when we didn't want to get lost in that tonight. I'm glad we didn't, but people have to understand that we got this way for a reason in America, and, it, and a lot of it was because of the Bible and a lot of the pastors out there not teaching the Word of God or, or, or preaching like they should be preaching. And a lot of it was the 501c3 also churches that, that are really, you know, that you, you can't, you know, you should break away from that. You really should. And I'm glad we touched upon that here tonight. But, you know, really... We have to talk to our sheriffs, our local legislators, our our, our local leaders. Our, we have to our local assemblies. We've got to get good politicians, great leaders that in in office that teach and and that create legislation that is uh, biblically sound and constitutionally sound. You know, if we get okay. if we don't follow the Bible, then our constitution is nothing. And if we don't follow the constitution, our Bible is nothing. Go ahead. I'm right. sorry. Well, Go ahead. We were talking about. When you were talking about the schools, I mean, it's revisionist history. They are, um, it's, they're called public indoctrination camps. They need to be completely dismantled, especially through the, um, the, the, these teacher unions. They're never going to be able to uh, be dismantled until we take our children out of these schools. And when we drop them off, they are the government. And in North Carolina, you have no informed consent over them. They can give them hormone blockers. They can take them for abortions. They can tell them they can identify as a boy or a girl. They can tell them they can identify as a cat. They can change who they are. You are giving permission for the government when you drop your children off in these schools. Tara and I are um, public school abolitionists on top of abortion abolitionists. We believe that you need to take your children out of these systems. They, we've already seen schools now, parallel systems creating across North Carolina. There's one in the mountains here that has started from kindergarten to 12th grade. Uh, Cabarrus County, I talked to uh, someone running um, for city council. They have already started a school over there. They have one in Johnston County here that is from kindergarten to sixth grade. We need people who will start pulling their children out and start creating these schools. Schools are not hard to create, and we need the churches to start opening their buildings to allow us to do so. We must. They are coming after our children. They are taking God is dead, and they are literally brainwashing them. We're seeing it already in the university level. We must take our children out of these systems and put them in a biblical worldview schooling system, whether they're um, micro schools or home schools, you can do it and it's easy to do. Tara and I are two citizen moms. You can contact us through twocitizenmoms.com. We have a telegram page. You have to type in TWO for two citizen moms on telegram because they don't let us start off with a number. And you can also uh, through our volunteerism, you can contact us through the North Carolina grassroots gov Dot com, and we are very thankful and grateful to have this platform this evening. We um, hope that anybody out there in North Carolina is looking to connect for your life-saving therapeutics. We are your connection as well. 
We have the telemed. We have the compound pharmacies that we can connect you to. No one needs to, to be fearful of a flu or a virus. We do have those life-saving therapeutics as well. We have a principle that we put out every month on our website called Knowledge is Power, and that's something that you can give into your community, and it talks about the therapeutics. It talks about the highwire.com with Del Bigtree, who is bringing on our American frontline doctors, giving us the white papers and the proof of what they have not been informing us through Pfizer, Moderna, and the J&J, and all of the research that's going across the United States as well as around the world that they don't want you to know about. So Dell Bigtree is another really good resource through thehighwire.com for you to find out more information off of these, you know, alternative social media platforms because we know we should not be on mainstream media. But Tara, if you want to say goodnight, have a yeah, last sure. thought. Yeah, yeah, Tara, yeah, that was great. I, I appreciate that. Uh, and you gave us a lot of information there. It's just a shame how time goes by. I know you ladies are exhausted, and I really do appreciate you coming on here. It was a conversation. They were vetting me today, actually, folks. Uh, they made content, asked me questions, you know, and uh, going through the question processes because they're endorsing me to uh, for my uh, public, running for public office here in North Carolina, House of Representatives, District 65. I am a Republican candidate, but, uh, you know, um, we're infiltrating the party, right? We're infiltrating yeah. the party. Yeah. So yeah. let me say, uh, I, yeah, and those who are listening, I've known Joseph Gibson for many, many years. And uh, he studied uh, the Bible with me when I was uh, just a baby in Christ. And he knows the book. And he knows the laws of God. And he knows the will of God. And and he's the right candidate for down there. He is. So I wouldn't endorse him because, you know, my church has a reputation too. But I wanted to say something to the ladies. There's a lot of churches that can't afford schools. So here's what I suggest, and this is a great help. Start a co-op. There's a lot of people that are homeschooling their children. Start a co-op at your church. We are, part of, the- we are part of a co-op. We are part of co-ops right. all across right. the There's entire state of North Carolina. Church. Right, and there are a lot of small churches that can take the locals, and their church members, and start a co-op within their own church and within their own that community. Exactly. Would, it surprise you, would it surprise you to hear that um, about 98% of the homeschool co-ops that were hosted by churches were also shut down um, in obedience to the government? And, and um, in the midst of all of the madness here in North Carolina, that was, that was, again, one of our great disappointments with the church. We actually ended up having to move a lot of those co-ops into homes because – uh, the church, you know, acquiesced in in fear of government retaliation. And how well, can we get also? That went in the church, Go ahead. I'm sorry. The pastor went in the church, and the preacher was preaching, and he picked up the pulpit and threw it out the door. And the pastor said, "What are you doing? Are you crazy?" And he said, "Pal, you threw this out a long time ago." So you know, Jesus yeah. Christ needs soldiers and men to stand up, like you said. And uh, that's what he's looking for. We are soldiers. You know what soldiers are trained to do? Soldiers are trained to kill. We have the sword of the Lord and the word of God. And spiritually, Amen. that's what we're to do. And how do we yes. do it? What does the word yeah. determine? We stab. And we need so, the soldiers and we need and, the pastors out there to be involved with the Republic of the United States of America. We've got to understand true constitutional law. We have to understand the Constitution. We have to understand that. And we have to return to the original Constitution. We can't be governed by codes and silly statutes and unconstitutional regulations we that are not abiding by the, the Constitution. Churches, we can't even get the churches to allow us to come in and speak. They won't even allow it. They say we can't talk about politics. Talk on that. Well, there's a lot of churches that will allow you. There are churches that will allow you. And, and, and you know what? 
forget those churches because they have to answer to God. They're the ones that those pastors are going to answer for, and and they have to present their church without spot or without wrinkle, and and God have mercy on them when they show up at the judgment seat of Christ. Amen. Yeah, Amen. I, that's correct. Uh, uh, Tara, did you want to say something here, real quick? I, I, we all yeah. cut you off there. <laughs> hey, you're fine. I just, I just wanted to thank you all and and um, just give a shout out to the pastors who actually held to um, the truth and to the mandate um, inside God's word to forsake not the gathering and to not turn off the lights in the lighthouses. In North Carolina, those pastors were so few and far between that. Um, I have to say, at the beginning of, of COVID, I, I um, you know, my sentiment was that no government can ever actually disappoint me because, you know, governments are made up by men who, you know, are have not actually championed necessarily um, the word of God as, as that which, you know, they, they would live and die by. But um, the church's response, hands down, I, I think it was probably – um, I'm not a person who in any way has ever been prone to depression. I'm super upbeat and optimistic. And um, the church's response to COVID to this day is something that I very much struggle to get over. Um, you know, wow. I have to find myself constantly in, in forgiveness mode for the way that I saw churches surrender their members to hospitals and um, forsake caring for one another. And, um, you know, for, they, they, they just would not. Um, they would not stand on the word of God and stand in faith, and um, they really surrendered the, their their pulpits and their people to um, to the wickedness of, of this agenda, and um, it literally broke my heart. And so, you know, thank you to those of you out there that actually, um, you know, put fear of God over fear of man and did what is right. It's encouraging to this. Christian mama and, and, and grandmama's soul um, to know that there are, are men who have weathered the storm and not surrendered their flock. So so thank you to, to each and every one of you. Can I, uh, and again, can I how can just a how second? Can, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I hate interrupting so many times, but um, I well, just, that's okay. I, I, it felt salient just to mention this, but Elijah, he felt alone towards the very end, but he didn't realize there were 7,000 other men that were serving God right there with him. Just God's got his bases covered. We're far spread apart. You might not see it. You might not feel it, but it's there, and God's got covered. Amen. 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 And that's so good that we got the uh, the churches involved. And like I said, I think that's what the calling was. And for the governor, I don't know where he went. Uh, I, I lost him. But, you know, uh, that maybe that's where we've been going wrong all these years with the republic and with the militia community and with all the other patriot groups out there that I – and people know I'm a very, very large name in the patriot community across the country, um, you know, with uh, many different militia groups, the three percenters, the oath keepers um, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, um, maybe that's where we've been going wrong. We, we haven't involved the church. We haven't convinced the church. You know, we've got to wake up the pastors. That's the key. That's the key. We have to get, you know, the churches back involved and, and, and get the fire going in, in, in the pulpit, you know, and preaching the, you know, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because without God, we cannot have a revolution. We cannot have a peaceful revolution. We cannot have a lawful revolution. We can't do anything without God. And, and that's so Amen. very important. 
Some uh, men are uh, ladies, real quick, uh, tell, tell my listeners again how uh, about uh, just how they can find you, or uh, please plug the NC Grassroots, please. Yeah, so you're going to go to ncgrassrootsgovgov.com, and that's going to direct you to our website. And um, we actually have uh, 100 counties in North Carolina. We have provided 100 uh, sample ballots um, so that you can click uh, by and click each county, if, you know, the county that you may live in or you may have loved ones and see exactly who is going to be NCGG endorsed. We've also um, collaborated with uh, medical freedom groups, the national group Stand for Health Freedom. They've put out a comprehensive North Carolina voter guide um, that they've done their own surveys and their own vetting. And um, we've put through a lot of the same candidates, candidates that have really stood their ground and been willing to um, you know, speak light into the darkness and, and take a stand for personal body autonomy and individual liberty and um, and so, you know, ncgrassrootsgov.com, please, before our, you know, our primaries are May 17th, before you head to the primaries, please take the time to click on your sample ballot. We have made them distributable. It is a one-click print. You, we've got grassroots organizations all over the state that are getting together, and, and they are printing these sample ballots. They're handing them out. We've, got, um, we've gotten involved in in really all of the, the races across the board. Um, we have had people come back and say, hey, I've got my sample ballot and there are some names missing. Um, we did not do a recommended category. You either are endorsed or you are not. And um, Joseph, you can speak to how difficult our vetting process for endorsement is. Uh, uh, um, not- yes, yeah. <laughs> very difficult, very <laughs> difficult. My veteran, one of my veterans just uh, checked into the chat room there. He missed the whole entire podcast. I I wish I could have got him on, Sarge, uh, many, many years of military service uh, and also a retired state trooper, Illinois state trooper. I wish I could have got him on here. Uh, I don't know if uh, time permitting, we're, we're pretty much up. Oh, there he goes. He wants to say something real quick. Let me bring him on here. And uh, go ahead there, Sarge. Go ahead. Introduce yourself, please. Yeah, I'm really sorry to interrupt the flow of the conversation. I had no idea you were on so late. I just happened to find you, but I've got to inform you about this as soon as I can, and I'm sorry if it disrupts everything. But according to the Daily Mail UK, the Daily Beast, CNN.com, KTU-TV, News4Jax, and GoCalProProv.com, and a whole bunch of others, a draft decision from the United States Supreme Court has been leaked that is striking down Roe versus Wade. Again, they are saying it is a draft decision. I've never heard of a draft decision by the Supreme Court being leaked prior to this. I would imagine it would be done by some leftist clerk who's trying to disrupt the flow of the announcement. But let's assume for a moment it is true. What it means is this is going to be momentous and have tremendous implications for the midterm elections to say nothing of the elections in 2024. Again, there are multiple news sources reporting that the Supreme Court is about to reverse Roe versus Wade, and Alito has written the decision for the majority. Hey, that's good news, isn't it? <laughs> uh, that you know. is, that is uh, uh, it, even, leaving aside the religious implications, which you shouldn't, because I think those are among the most important, what it means for the Constitution is a tremendous attempt to redress the constitutional imbalance created by Roe versus Wade. This is a decision, again, if you leave aside the ethical and moral considerations, which you should never do, 
But if you do, it simply means that the Constitution of the United States is silent on abortion and leaves it to the people's representatives in each of the states to decide for themselves. Well, with Roe versus Wade, how many millions of babies have been murdered over the years? How many? Was it 70 uh, million? million in the United States alone since 1972. And that's according to the numbers that they have recorded. There's no telling how many that went unrecorded that were also butchered. And this is why we need to have the, the default legislators that are in the state to go back to what is a biblical worldview and do not allow the individual state to have a choice to choose abortion. No one should have a choice. And this is why we need God-fearing men and women back in office, the foundation in which this country and everyone who fled here to create the Constitution. When someone wants to tell you, well, Jesus' name isn't referenced in the Constitution, this, this country was built on the only religion, Christianity, and when they mentioned God in the Constitution, they were mentioning Jesus and referencing Christianity. Amen. Amen to that. And sorry, uh, real quick, no I got ra- The roots of American liberty are Christian. There is no doubt whatsoever. The framers said that sort of right. thing repeatedly. The roots of liberty are Christian because of the ideal of free choice and accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior as part of the Christian religion. And that basis is the basis for American liberties. And anybody who says otherwise has no notions of the founding of the United States. Amen. Sarge, Sarge, real quick, real quick, just just give your credentials, please, real quick, for all the guests, because we do have a lot of people on the panel here. Just real quick, you're do it. You're 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 a veteran, and uh, you're owed that. I mean, uh, and you know, I respect you. Go ahead, real quick. Uh, thank you. I'm a, um, I was served on active duty for four years. I uh, spent another 19 in the uh, National Guard. I served in Vietnam, got called up for Operation Iraqi Freedom, and uh, for the Gulf War, the first Gulf War. Uh, I'm a retired Illinois state policeman, and, uh, you know, I'm a uh, former Democrat liberal turned arch-conservative constitutionalist. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 And uh, I guess uh, we're, we're going to wrap it up here. i got to say, God, I'm going to close out with 45 seconds of Ronald Reagan. And I want to say thank you to everybody that participated on the show. Thank you, ladies. I know you're exhausted. You said that, but you hung in there like the true patriots. And uh, I, I just want to say God bless the republic. And uh, let's get these socialists out of office and all these other career politicians. You know, they don't need to be there. Let's get some new faces in there that are God-fearing uh, uh, people that want to restore our republic. Amen. God bless the republic. Thank you, everybody. Let me make this an absolute fact. The goal is world peace. That must be our prime responsibility. We are the leader of the free world, whether we want to be or not. And therefore, we are the only ones that can preserve the peace. And to do that, we must have strength. Meeting this mission and its responsibility for preserving the peace, which I believe is a responsibility peculiar to our country, that we cannot shirk our responsibility as a leader of the free world because we're the only one that can do it. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate the time here tonight you spent with me. God bless our republic.